What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 206 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I sure do appreciate you all tuning in. I always welcome the opportunity to have other barbecue podcasters join me on the show to try and expose you, my loyal listeners, to some of the other great programs that are out there. The Pitmasters podcast, hosted by Rusty Monson and Anthony Lujan, is a great show that I have been enjoying for a while now. Based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, this show is primarily focused on competition barbecue and is really a lot of fun to listen to. We tried for a while to work out a time for both Rusty and Anthony to join me, but it became apparent that that was not in the cards but I was able to have a chat with Anthony a couple of weeks ago, and we had a great conversation. Hope you enjoy it. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get a little extra coin in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or a GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They'll likely do a post about your win, but will not share any picture that you don't want out there. Your secret is safe with them. Visit MotleyQ.ca. That's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all of the details. Welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast. Uh, a common saying, uh, you hear it a lot these days, that a rising tide raises all ships, and in the barbecue community, that uh, can't be more true uh, in all aspects, and I like to carry that over into the podcast world, and whenever I can, uh, get other barbecue podcasters on the show to talk about their show and maybe introduce them to a new bit of a new audience and uh, spread the good word. And I'm really excited to have one half of the Pitmasters podcast crew with us here tonight, Anthony Lujan from Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome, Anthony. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for doing this. We've been trying, going back and forth with you and Rusty for a bit, and uh, his schedule's been a little crazy these days. So we figured let's right. just uh, let's just get Anthony on alone and uh, get this done. So I appreciate you doing that. And uh, as I said before, we were uh, if you need to talk a little shit about Rusty because he's not here, we can uh, we can certainly do that. So always, absolutely. <laughs> Him uh, and his food truck, man. That's right. <laughs> uh, good to see he's uh, he, he's doing uh, doing good and keeping busy with that though. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm happy that he's being successful with that, and For it's sure. really cool to watch him build it from the ground up. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a little bit about yourself. Salt Lake City area is that home for you? Yeah, I was born and raised in Salt Lake City. Um, Try to venture out a few times, but always came back. And yep. I call this place home for a long time. I yep. hope uh, yep. it has everything I want here. Get yeah. the hot during the summer. Can get away and get up to the canyons, get out of the heat, and you yep. get all four seasons. So there's nothing to complain about. Yeah, I think uh, being in Calgary, we've got some similar similar climates and uh, with the mountains and everything. So it's uh, it's it's nice to be talking with somebody in the same time zone as well for uh, for scheduling <laughs> these things. It makes it a little easier. Right. So I. Uh, was on uh, Barbecue Central show a couple months ago, and I just totally 
the two hour time zone difference. I went, <laughs> I went the wrong way and I was sitting here like two hours early waiting and wondering why I couldn't get on. And yeah. Yeah. At least you weren't late. Greg exactly. would have tore you a new oh, one yeah. if you were late. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Better to be, <laughs> <laughs> better to be early. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, talk about kind of your, uh, how'd you get into the whole barbecue thing, I guess. Man, it started off. I, well, I've always liked grilling. I was yep. always attracted to the grill. Um, I just enjoyed it. I, uh, just kind of learned everything I, on my own. Um, this was, I was getting into the barbecue about the time where everybody was holding their, uh, secrets nice and tight. So nobody would really tell you about how to barbecue right. correctly. So you had to go on line, try to dig some stuff up. Um, at that time was the smoke ring. Um, did some research on there, just started doing some backyard stuff. Um, and I was living in Washington at that time. Okay. Moved back to Utah. Um, was at a local barbecue restaurant. Um, they just recently opened. They were competition guys, Rod and Roger, Rod and Roger from R and R Barbecue. They okay. were pretty heavily on the scene. They won some grand championships, and so I was like, "These guys must be legit." So I went into their restaurant, mm-hmm. checked it out, and on the wall was, "Do you want to learn competition barbecue?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> why not?" Yep. Went to the class, paid my hundred bucks, and got my mind blown because I did not know you could actually trim meat like like that (laughs) to make it look good um the process is learning it and then so i took some notes went home practice and there's a local backyard competition i jumped in did pretty well and hook line sinker man when do you get a walk you're you're done yeah (laughs) yeah i uh, just got into competition last year uh me and a couple other guys joined up and uh, formed a team in our first competition we take first place chicken so there's uh, yep. no uh, no no hope for us now. We're uh, you're done now. Yeah, in. you'll be doing it for a while. Fully <laughs> in, yeah. Uh, yeah, our first competition of the of the summer coming up this weekend. So yep, yep. I got a cooler full of meat upstairs that's going to need to be trimmed. So oh yeah, we'll be doing that tomorrow and getting ready. So heck yeah, awesome. And then uh, smoke ain't no joke. Is your barbecue competition team? Yeah, that's a name that my buddy came up with, and yep. uh, literally it was in my beginning stages. He came over. The grill was damn near on fire, and we couldn't see anything. And he's like, man, this smoke ain't no joke. And I was like, there's the name. There it is, yeah. It, it's stuck. <laughs> so, yeah, we came up with that. And then, yeah, so that's what I've been running with, and yep. it seemed to be working out really well. And I designed the logo, and it's pretty solid. Awesome. And you've had a, a bit of success, a couple of GCs, an RGC, it sounds like. And- yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I want to definitely get back into some KCBS, but yeah. Like uh, some of our, some of our listeners know, I don't like to travel very far. Right, it's just especially with these gas prices, that's oh, really crazy. keeping yeah, me absolutely. home. So, but yeah. yeah, I'm not really doing KCBS too much right now. I'm mostly sticking to the SEA. Yeah, and but, uh, having some great success there from the sounds of it. Yeah, I uh, went back to back first places, which yeah. was great. Um, then these last two competitions didn't do so great. That's just the way it rolls. But yeah, absolutely can only dust yourself off and try again right yeah, absolutely and you were at down in texas for the world championships i yeah. guess earlier this year right so yeah so uh my son he cooked he cooks as well mm-hmm. um he hasn't done much lately but he cooked and qualified at an ancillary so i had to make sure we got him down there to mm-hmm. have the opportunity to cook um so took him down there gave him the full experience on trying to cook with the best of the best yeah. um he hit he hit all right, not not the greatest, but not the worst. So yep. he did well. But then they also have the Cowtown Classic. Right. Um, so I jumped in the Cowtown Classic. There was a hundred and twenty people in my group, and I took fifth down there. So nice. 
So that worked out really nice being able to cook against those guys and getting a taste of how it works. And yeah. now I'm ready to go back to Fort Worth back in March again. And you got your golden ticket now, so you'll be in the, yep. uh, in the main event, right? Yep. I can't wait to give that a shot and see if go. I can at least make it to finals. That's yeah. all I'm shooting for. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's, uh, that's something that has not caught on in a big way up here as the SCA. So, yeah. uh, we've had, I've seen a, f- a handful of SCA competitions around Canada, but, uh, Really, not a whole lot. So I think it'll it'll come like anything else. It takes some time. But, yeah, uh, it's like it's like a wildfire, man. As yeah. soon as somebody throws the match, it's on. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, KCBS competitions, at least in our part of the country here in Alberta and Western Canada, are growing, which is awesome to see. Uh, yeah, uh, through COVID, we've got just kind of within a a day's drive of where I am here, we've got six or seven competitions this year. So that's pretty cool to. That's nice. That's better than what I have. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I hear you guys. Uh, hear you guys talking about that. Yeah, regularly that it's uh, there's just not a lot of it. So, right. And good to see it all growing. And then, uh, yeah. aside from barbecue, you work uh, kind of in the barbecue business a little bit, right? At ThermoWorks. Yeah. So I'm the I'm a culinary specialist barbecue all right. edition nice. <laughs> for ThermoWorks. So yeah, yeah I I pretty much filled all barbecue related questions. Um, jump on the phones and take phone calls throughout the day, help people place orders, make sure they're getting the right equipment for the job that they're cooking. Nice. And then I get to just spread the word of ThermoWorks, man. It's yeah. it's a great job. It's yeah. it's like any other job. You get in the trenches and you're like, man, I just really want to be home. But sure. then you come across events like the ones that we're having this week when you have, we're celebrating the ThermoPen 1. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a lot of big names coming in and being able to, have the opportunity to watch those guys cook and right. learn a little something from them. It's always nice to continue learning and like, I'm going to be able to work side by side with Tuffy Stone and that's nothing wrong. With that's that. a big deal. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Uh, so do you kind of have a culinary background yourself then training or? No, man. No? It's just, um, just YouTube university yep. got me through, through, uh, the barbecue world, man. Just learn barbecue from watching online and, practicing and executing and making mistakes to learn how to get better. Yeah, wicked, wicked. Uh, and then how did you and Rusty kind of cross paths? Where did that come in? So it was a few years back. Um, Rusty was new to competition barbecue. Um, he did pretty well in some backyard stuff, and I wasn't able to compete in those events, so he decided to jump pro. He went pro, and I ran into him at a competition and was like, who's this dude rolling in? He had some nice equipment, had a nice crew. They all had their brand you know i was like man these guys must be pretty serious so i went over and talked to him and he's like he was way nervous he was pacing and bouncing around i was like you're all right man he's like well this is my first pro competition and i was like all right let's talk (laughs) you know talk talk to him a little bit became friends with him he cooked did very well at that competition and then we then then i kind of like we just became friends a little bit so i hit him up one day and i was like what do you think about a barbecue podcast yeah He's like, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. And he goes, let's do it. Yep. Um, most people sit around and think about how to do a podcast, want to do it. Mm-hmm. We just went out and got some equipment, did it. Yep. It was it was quick. Yeah. And I think anybody who wants to start a podcast, don't hesitate. If you already have a baseline of what you want to do, just do it. Yeah. Your first season, second season, third season, where we're in our fourth season, we're still yeah. learning, yep. trying to figure out how to make it better. But just take the opportunity and just do it. It's like barbecue. Yeah. You got to start a fire somewhere. So just start that fire and get yeah. it going. Yeah. Learn as you go. Yep. Yeah. Same, exactly. Similar for me. I started just very basic equipment and as I've gone on, I've upgraded and, uh, 
uh, you know, gotten better stuff as I go, but yeah, you can, uh, yeah. it doesn't take much to get started. Right. So exactly. And then if you have the opportunity to meet somebody that wants to do it with you, make sure that you guys are both on the same page. Um, there we're not, I'm not saying that our podcast has been flawless. You know, we've had some discussions and try to, we both go different directions, but we just sit down and talk and come up to a good agreement and work forward and then jump online and talk shit about each other a little yeah. bit while everybody can listen. Yeah. <laughs> have a little fun with it, right? Exactly. You know, that's, that's why we do it. Yeah. For one, we do it because we, we want to continue learning from all these amazing guests. Two, it's fun. We enjoy the hobby. And three, we're, we're buddies that just enjoy being around each other. So, yeah. yep. Yeah, no, there's been, uh, certainly been times I've been at this uh, just about four years now and been times I've wished I had a co-host or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, when you, you know, I've tried doing episodes where it's just me talking and it, it doesn't work, so. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice to have somebody to throw things back and forth with, so. Yeah, it's uh, tough. Rusty's very detailed. He yeah. is extremely good at researching and finding out all those questions and yeah. I'm just the guy that just comes off the top of my head, kind of mixes it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, throw the joke in every once in a while and make yeah. it entertaining. Oh, absolutely. So. You need that. Yeah, it's a good, uh, <laughs> certainly it's a, whatever you got going on works. It's a, a fun show yeah. to listen to. How long have you guys been at it now? Um, we are on our fourth season now. Fourth season. So yeah, so season one was pretty short and then we just, we record every week. Um, we always try to make sure there's something out there that I think there's only been two that I can think of maybe three where we weren't able to actually make our schedules work. So we yeah. just did a replay, but we're really committed on trying to figure out how to make it work. And we, we take turns on trying to find the guest. Um, sometimes we're both digging. Sometimes sure. Rusty goes out and books 10 in a row and I'm like, all right, cool. We got those. And then all 10 are burned out. And then we're like, oh man, I didn't do anything. I should, <laughs> I should try to get a guest or two, yeah, you know, maybe, but, yeah. and then there's been times where I've booked out a few, you know, it's just, it's great to yeah. be able to just work that out and just be able to keep it going weekly. Yep. Let's talk about the the show itself. Uh, a little bit more of a competition focus for your show, right? Yeah, our, I would say probably about eighty percent of our uh, show is definitely competition related. We have yeah. a lot of competition guests. Um, the other percentage is mostly you know people trying to start a rub company or they got a barbecue restaurant, a food truck, um, some kind of brand that they're pushing. But yeah, mostly it is competition barbecue. We dig in. Um, it's crazy. We've been talking to all these competition people and we learn something new every single week. You know, it's it's kind of hard for me as a competitor to record every week and get all these tips. And I'm like, man, I want to implement these, yeah. but I'm doing well right now. Yeah, you don't want to mess with it. Don't change anything, you know. <laughs> so it's it's really difficult. Um and being able to go up to make like a big event. Rusty, he he got his invite to the to the American Royal right. to go back and cook. And yeah, he's yeah. digging in heavily right now, focusing on KCBS and asking some tips. He hasn't cooked in a long time and he's, he's trying to stay progressive. And if like, like barbecue, if you're not progressive, you're not going to get wind. You have to yeah. be able to change with the time. So being able to have that opportunity to learn from some people that are actually in the trenches is amazing. So yeah. Can't complain. No, absolutely. And it's been, I've really enjoyed it, uh, listening, uh, as a kind of a new, uh, newbie to the competition world, uh, here in some yeah. of these, and you, you guys do certainly get on the, uh, some of the big names in competition barbecue. Yeah. So it's great. Uh, Joe Pierce a few weeks back was one that, uh, you know, just not necessarily his, you know, recipes or anything, but just his methodology, right. uh, exactly behind things. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll send a, 
a link to your show from now and time to time to my teammates and say, <laughs> hey guys, you know, we need to, this is what we need to be thinking about, right? Focus on yeah. uh, tenderness. Don't worry about flavors right. all so much, right? And stuff like that. So it's great. Uh, yeah. It's been some great stuff. And uh, uh, Bill Dumas as well, uh, not competition, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was a great it, one, uh, the sausage. Uh, yeah. And what's crazy is you see all these people, social media is definitely a source to be able to go and find these people and being able to yeah. kind of see what they're doing and everything like that. But actually learning the real story behind them is mm-hmm. so cool. Learning where they came from, how they got into barbecue, how they became so good. Um, their journeys, it's a, mm-hmm. they're, they're great stories versus just seeing some pictures online. Like this dude's out there competing and winning and that's all most people see but actually hearing their stories and their travels and what they've learned along the way and who they learned along the way you know it's 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 really cool and i i'm really happy that we decided to move forward with this podcast and it's opened up my eyes to so many people and it's not just these guests are just guests they're actually becoming our friends we run into them at competitions they're always there for us to be able to reach out to and say hey man i'm in your town let's hang out let's teach me something i'll see you at worlds or wherever else it's that's what i really enjoy about this barbecue community it's a real community when you're in even if you're outside looking in you're we're always going to pull you in we're always going to want to get you involved we always want you to be the best you possibly can so that's what i really enjoy about this community a lot yeah certainly something i've uh i've experienced you know with some of the you know what you'd call big the big names in barbecue yeah um they're they're just they're they're just regular people, right? Yeah, and I'm sure you guys uh, see it as well, right? And you, you, yeah. you, you know, in your mind, you put these people up on a pedestal, and then you get talking to them, and uh, you, right. you forget that we're all just uh, doing a job or whatever <laughs> it is, right? And then that person's job happens to be uh, cooking barbecue. So, exactly, you yeah. know, it's building a fire. Yeah. You know, it's we all enjoy the same thing, and it puts us all on kind of a level playing field. We 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 enjoy the passion so yeah, yeah. we kind of we kind of link up together that way yeah, it doesn't matter if you go to if you if you literally i could probably go to a barbecue store in new york city and just walk in and be like oh yeah i love cooking barbecue this guy that's selling me something is like me too yeah, and the next thing you know you're leaving four hours later and somebody's yeah. calling you wondering if you're still alive because <laughs> you you haven't checked in at all you know yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah. it's uh yeah once uh once the uh, you know a, a barbecue person sees that you've got that common interest, it's uh, the bond is yep. there. And uh, exactly, what's the line? Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The for me, Wayne Mueller from Louis Mueller Barbecue. Uh, yeah, I hesitated to even reach out to him to get him on the show. And when <laughs> I, uh, when I finally emailed him, he emailed me right back within almost minutes. Saying yeah, right. let's do it right, and it took a bit of time to get the schedules, but you know, he's he's yeah. just he's just a guy, right? Exactly. Yeah, that so. was kind of my experience with like Malcolm Reed. You yeah, know, I, I sat yeah. there, I I met him at a Trigger event. We yeah. sat down, we talked. I told him, hey man, I've been struggling in ribs. He's like, tell me what you're doing. Yeah. I told him. He's like, well, he goes, you're almost there. He so he gave me some tips. Yeah. I went in, executed, and got a call that next very weekend. You know, and nice. At, meanwhile. He's like, hey, man, he goes, well, if you're ever my way and you enjoy the outdoors, why don't we go and kill some deer together? I'm like, what? All right, I'm totally down with that. You know, yeah. it's really cool that people open up yeah. and they actually see you as a person, not just somebody just trying to yeah. just be next to them as a celebrity. But I, 
us barbecue guys, we we think we're celebrities, but when if you look at the big pictures, yeah. we're just we're just a big group of friends. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where <laughs> that's kind of what I've meant with you know the guys like yeah. the, the Wayne Mueller's. And actually, I just uh, my episode with Sam Jones out of North Carolina just came out this week. Right at you know in the barbecue world, yeah, they're celebrities, but yeah. but that's in the barbecue world, right? And not in the yeah in the in big, the big pi- in the big picture. They, yeah. Yeah, they're they're just people, yeah. right? So and uh, exactly we we kind of forget that sometimes. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so maybe talk about uh, some of the more interesting guests you've had on the show. Uh, guests that stand out for one reason or another. Honestly, um, really, there's there's so many to name, but. This next episode that's actually coming out this week is is one of my favorites. It's um, oh, is it this week? I'm not sure, but it's with Croy Valley. Um, okay, yeah. hearing their story about how they came up with all these rubs. They started off with a steak sauce, yeah. and uh, we talk a lot about how that happened and why steak sauce is, I I guess not like needed, but it's actually to enjoy what you're eating you know it's not just hey it's steak sauce to cover up bad meat it's actually to enhance meats okay, they're, they're 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 totally about enhancing right why have something that's good when you can make it better right and being able to talk about that on their podcast on the podcast it's it was really cool to nice. be able to hear their insights on a steak sauce company you know yeah. we have we've had steak sauce for many years oh, yeah. we've talked about this on our podcast and just what's good what's not good mm-hmm. why we're covering up steak sauces steaks with these commercial brands just because it doesn't taste good but these yeah. guys came out from a whole nother angle talking about let's just enhance right let's not cover up let's enhance and then they talked into their rub lines and now they're 40 deep yeah. starting off with just the sauce you know experiences like that um we've had guests coming on with products mm-hmm. thermoworks products right. you know that was one of our funnest episodes that rusty and i've had was when Amanda McGrath came on and we talked about the new stuff that Thermoworks coming out and she was like just telling us about basic stuff yeah. and it blew our minds because we we're like, how come nobody thought about this until now? And it makes the world better, yeah. you know, and it's just local guys like Hooks, um, Barbecue Rubs and Spices. He's such a cool guy. We see him throughout the community and being able to watch him grow from farmers markets to being able to push his brand in nationwide stores, being able to like dominate the rub game from just literally from nothing and from an idea and watching him he took sixth place in the american royal rub competition you know it's like seeing local people grow like that those are the kind of guests that i really really enjoy hearing hearing their stories and the growth of their their barbecue experiences where i like you know yeah um having tuffy stone on malcolm reed having these big guys come on they have so many stories and they can't even get into them which is which is cool but i want to hear those backstories i like to hear the growth so anybody who's starting off and that's doing something is really cool and being able to have people that will just accept you from the jump um episode one season one i reached out to Susie and todd bullock and said hey we're starting a podcast you guys want to come on they didn't even hesitate yeah you guys are episode one. We don't even know what we're doing. And they yeah. came on and jumped right on and we're just right there with us. So having the support of those guys watching us grow is also a great experience as well. But to narrow it down to some crazy stories yeah. and experiences, it's it's a lot. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. <laughs>
More with Anthony Lujan, co-host of the Pitmasters podcast, coming up right after a word from our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad, dressings, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you are looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Well, you, mentioned, a lot. you mentioned Susie and Todd there, and uh, that kind of leads me into the next thing. Uh, that the, What's the barbecue scene happening uh, there in Utah, right? They're local to you guys, so... Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's Salt Lake City was this hidden gem that we all kind of wanted to pop, um, put ourselves on the barbecue map. And it's kind of, I think we're getting there. We are definitely growing. Um, Susie is definitely the front runner on that. She's definitely put Utah on the map. But like I said, Hooks, Hooks um, came out. And then um, just watching everybody get in the SEA game, we're starting to represent outside of utah traveling and being yeah. able to cook and people are representing salt lake city you know um st george utah just traveling and people are like oh utah can really get out here and they're yeah. really doing it up there and also we have major company major players here we have Traeger grills that's here we right. have camp chef that's here we rec tech just barely moved in okay so it's slowly became becoming this hub of barbecue and people loving barbecue mm-hmm. um we have a really weird i guess we don't have a style yet we have kind of a flavor profile yeah. um utah is a really sweet state okay we yeah. have we have um i think that that's kind of starts off with the whole history of the of utah um we haven't really been into like how do i say <laughs> the outside world we've right. always kind of been been kind of contained right. um okay. we, there's, yeah. yeah there's not been a lot of flavor here in utah um salt pepper garlic was mostly yep. the flavor profile for utah for a long time um and then people don't drink here in utah right they 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 have other vices they have sugar cookies they have <laughs> sugar they have a soda stand on every single corner um snow shacks you know everything's sweet but so that kind of transitioned to the flavor profile here in utah so the sweet ribs the sweet pork um that is very popular here um not keen in too much of the spicy or just the the texas style Mm -hmm. the the texas style slowly moving in it's slowly coming in people are realizing wait this actually does have some good flavor. So it's, yeah. it's we're still trying to find our niche almost a little bit, but I'm going to say our barbecue here in this region is a sweet, sweet, light heat right. region. Yeah. But um, as for barbecue restaurants, um, 
there really hasn't been a destination barbecue joint here right. in Utah, and it's it's a matter of time before it happens. Um, there are some there are some big barbecue joints here, but they're not really producing a hundred percent great barbecue all sure. the time. Yeah. Something that where you can go to Franklin's down yeah. in Austin, and you know you're gonna get the same experience. You're gonna go out to Salt Lake, you know you can go out to Slabs. Um, get all that and you know it's going to be hit every single time utah really hasn't got that destination barbecue yet it's kind of hit or miss yep. and i'm really hoping rusty can pull that off yep. um but being a one-man show right now it's kind of we're still waiting for our opportunity for that to happen no and doubt, it's going to yeah. happen but it's who's yeah. going to do it yeah, it takes the, time the it thing. takes time yep. yeah we're, we're in a similar situation here in calgary and alberta it's uh it, it's growing for sure on the restaurant yeah. side but yeah we don't have that uh I, right. I, I don't even know that we, you know, you talk about Utah having that sweet profile. I don't yeah. know that we have a profile here yet at all. <laughs> uh, right. It's, you know, it, you know, it's, it's just that new and we've, yeah. as opposed to creating our own profile, we, you know, you'll get some places that do it more of yeah. a Texas style. Others uh, are some that just, you know, do a mix yeah. of everything. Right. So, right. Yeah, when we were right there, we had a we like the R and R barbecue. Like I said, we were right there. I think they were on the edge of being able to have a destination barbecue joint. Yeah, but like any other business owner, you get kind of tired. You're like an opportunity comes at you, and you have the opportunity to sell out for yeah. some nice change. Yep. Um, and that happened. Yeah. They sold out. The corporate industry came in and kind of, I wouldn't say damaged their name, but they just didn't quite put the quality and the passion into it yeah. and they opened so many chains and so many restaurants that I don't think it's, they've lost that opportunity. Yeah. But those two owners, um, they're barely coming out of their contract. They're no uh, so, non-compete contract. Yeah. So we'll see what they, they yeah, do. They're talking, be. they're, they're chirping a little bit online. So we'll see what yeah. happens, but yeah. yeah <laughs> often, uh, often is the case, right? Exactly. And those sorts of things. And, uh, in any industry when, uh, you know, you sell out and you you wait for the the time to be yep. done and then uh, start something new, yep. right? So exactly, yeah. The company I work for in the trucking industry is uh, an example of that. So it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. You take the opportunity to get some retirement money and yep. then you go and play for some years and you're like, dang, yeah, I really want to do something again. So yeah, uh, yeah. in our case, it's the son who's uh, who's yeah, yeah, running the show with some uh, support right. from mom and dad. So it's uh, it all works out. So. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see. Um, what else uh, kind of what's coming up uh, down the line here for the podcast? Anything? Uh, um, we're really just, yeah, we're just really trucking along. We're trying to land some good guests. Um, we are listening to some people that are, hey, can you get so-and-so on? Um, we really like to engage with our listeners. Um, if they make a request, um, we try to make that happen. Um, we really want to keep the listening going we we don't want people to get bored we really want them to enjoy and engage and can't wait for the next episode so we are definitely pushing to get the next best guest on um the next barbecue celebrity the yeah. next next uh rub company um the next product out there we really want to try to stay ahead of that curve we want to keep our listeners engaged yeah. and also we want to tell our story along the line you know we want to talk about our competition experience and let everybody know, Hey, we're just, we're out there competing. We're in the trenches with you. Um, like we said, I went back to bag golden tickets and the next two competitions, I got my ass smacked, yep. you know? So it, you know, I'm not shy. I'm not trying to hide it. Yep. Um, it happens. Yep. 
So, and just trying to keep that reality in check for everybody that it's not everything's perfect. Yep. It's not an easy game to be involved with, you know? So, yeah. But that's what we really push for. We really want to just keep our listeners knowing that we're on a true level. Yep. We want to let everybody know that, let them into a piece of our life weekly, you know, mm-hmm. on what we got yep. going on. Absolutely. So, yeah. And that's I, what yeah. we. That's what we're strive for. Yeah, and as a listener of your show, I, I enjoy that, right? Catching up, you, you guys, yeah. you know, you'll talk about what's coming up, and then a few weeks later, you're talking about what happened at that event. So it's nice to exactly nice yeah. to follow nice to follow along <laughs> as a listener uh, from a listener's standpoint. Right. So, uh, yeah. qu- question for you: uh, I don't know if it's happened yet. The air fried steak. Oh, that's going down in August. Oh, so you so, got some time yet? Okay. Yeah. So I just. Um, King Dave, he uh, called my bullshit lie that I cook a <laughs> air fried steak, and he's like, "I'll buy the grill grates if you're serious." So I we messaged back and forth, and I was like, "You know what? Let's do it." Yeah. So he bought the grill grates. Um, I went just last week and picked up the air fryer. Perfect. Um, so now it's time for practice and to see if I can actually make this work. And yeah. then I there's a quad down in Richfield, Utah, right. happening. Okay. In August, so steak number four is going to be cooked in an air fryer, and we'll see. Um, Rusty's going to be down there competing. He's right. going to do his seared steak, and right. we have a two hundred dollars side bet on that. Right. That my air fried steak can do better than his pan sear. So, it's <laughs> it's a thing, but you know that's what I like about that's what I really like about SCA is yeah you can you can kind of you want you leave the bubble slightly you don't want to get too far away from the bubble but you can still go out there and try um last year i decided i'm going to i did a uni pizza oven steak okay i seared it and that steak took fifth place for me yeah so it it's all about just trying to trying something new and being having the cojones to try it sure so i guess this year's air fryer and next season we'll come up with something else to see what i could come up with you know i kind of like it you know it's it makes it fun um i i don't have much to lose i still obviously the cost and travel is something that i can lose yeah but um that aside so, though yeah now, now yeah, that you've but, got the golden ticket already yeah you're able yeah exactly a easier to have a little bit of fun it, with it right? ex- exactly something. so yeah i can try something new and to see if it happens and who knows i might get a might get a top 10 call okay. but you never know so yeah, no <laughs> worth <doubt>. a shot <laughs> where can folks uh find you guys the the podcast your uh, your guys online social media where should folks be looking for you yeah, they can go to the pitmasterspodcast.com. Um you can follow all of the you can follow us on the all, on all social medias. Um I guess shouldn't say all. We we have links, but we're active on Facebook and Instagram and then you can follow me at Smoke Ain't No Joke Barbecue on Facebook and Instagram. Um I do have a TikTok. We we have a TikTok, but we just that's not really our style. We tried. We 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 tried, yeah, but we just can't get into it, man. It's that's a young person's yeah, game. We're just, just keeping it say, old I'm, school. I'm too old for that shit, man. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but yeah, you can always just follow my barbecue journey on there. And right on. It's like I said, social media. I can post stuff on there and yep. just have a good time. Don't always believe what you see out there on social media. I'm, I'm just going to work like all the rest of us. You know, I'm yep. just grinding it out, getting day by day, and what can't wait for the next competition. That's just what's going on for me. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, <laughs> This last week, uh, my focus at work maybe hasn't been uh, top notch with this competition coming up this week, and just kind of excited to get out there and uh, yeah, and get after it. So, 
Yeah, I just can't wait for Friday to come around so you yeah. can actually just release some pressure, go and cook, and yep. just enjoy yourself. That's what life's about, man. Absolutely. You know, want, don't want to work too hard all the time. You want to enjoy yourself as you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Anthony, I've got two questions that I usually ask all my guests, and I usually ask one of them right at the beginning, and I'm realizing I forgot. So we're going to throw two of them at you at once. All here. right. Uh, cool. First one is, uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Uh, barbecue means family to me. Yeah. Um, going out there and cooking a great meal and being able to enjoy it with your family, being able to gather and eat together, break bread with each other. And it's not just your current family. It's anybody who comes into your home as a guest. Yeah. And also that family extends out to the barbecue community. Um, if you need help on the road, you blow a tire, you can reach out to your barbecue community and they'll be there and they got your back. So barbecue is the forever family mm-hmm. outside the home as well. Yeah. So that's what barbecue means to me. Awesome. Uh, and I guess leading into this uh, question, I didn't ask, uh, you know, what are you cooking on for SCA and uh, and at home, I guess, what uh, what are you running? So at home cooking, um, I rely on my Timberline by Traeger. Um, that is my go-to. It does what I need it to do. Um, it's easy. It's clean. It's efficient. Yep. Um, I will cook on my cans from time to time um, just to stay in tune with that because when I do KCBS, that's what I will cook on right. is my cans. But my go-to at home is definitely the Timberline. And as for SCA competitions, I'm using my um, M-Grill C4 right. currently. Um, no association with those guys. They haven't paid sent a check yet. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can jump ship anytime, yeah, but right. that's what yeah. I'm currently cooking on right now. And it's, yeah. do, it's doing well for me right now. Yeah, so. I hear they're great yep. little girls, huh? Yeah, they're they're great. They're nice. They're simple. Um, they they do have some they do have some learning curves. It's yeah. not one of those things that you want to go out and buy a C four and jump right into an SCA. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something you want to practice with, hone it in a little bit. Um, but as soon as you can get, can find how it works and it works in your favor, then definitely take it to competition. Yeah. You'll be ready. Awesome. We've got a, a local up here in Alberta, a drum smoker manufacturer that's sponsored our team this year. So they've uh, hooked us up, uh, each of us up with a drum. And uh, I've just been nice. uh, over the last month learning how to cook on one of those. So it's been, uh, been fun. Nice. Yeah. So the, how, are you, how are you handling your fire management? Is it just really just... It's pretty good. I, I it's good. primarily cooked on a Weber kettle before this. Okay. And, uh, I've got a, a Oklahoma Joe offset as well, so I've you know, right. I'm not new to that side of it. So just that's the, good. Uh, yeah, because yeah. when I first got in the can in the can game, it, I had that thing roaring hot, and I yeah. couldn't figure out how to hit the brakes on it. But yeah. yeah, that thing you learn how to start small, yeah. small, small fire, and then just let yeah. it grow until where you can get it to idle. Exactly. But, yep. Yeah. No, they're uh, great <laughs> to cook on. I had it filled right up this weekend. Did a whole bunch of things on it, so it's nice. Uh, Very nice. Having some fun with it. Very nice. La- Heck yeah. Last question is: uh, It's dinner time. You got the Traeger Timberline fired up. What's uh, what's the go to for you, Anthony? Um, really, it's been something just completely different. Um, I'm used to cooking briskets, pork butt, ribs. You know, I'm trying to look for that next level thing. I like taking my leftovers and making like a some pork enchiladas or nice, yeah. turkey breast. You know, I like I really like to go for those um, salmon. Pretty much just anything that is not traditional barbecue yeah, yeah. yeah. that those, is that uh, yeah that is my go-to um keeping it like i said keeping it to what people enjoy in the home you yeah. know that's that's where i really like and 
it's Traeger's an outdoor oven, man. If you yeah. can put it in the oven in the house, why keep the heat yeah. in your house when you can take it outside and you can cook out there and yeah, enjoy the bake outdoors. a pie, make a cake, and smoke some ribs at the same time? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, actually, something just popped into my mind going back to the SCA stuff. And uh, maybe because we don't do a lot of that up here, I hear a lot of people talking about the the steak selection and the try heart and this sort of thing. Maybe yeah a little probably easier with some visuals if we had them but uh yeah what, what are we so, talking about on those different uh so um parts of the as meat? we mo- yeah as we know um we you you get the whole whole prime yeah and then that's where your steak selections come from on the ribeye yeah so more towards the chuck side is that's where you get your tri hearts okay. and there's three different muscles there there's like a round medallion almost like a money muscle yeah okay and then you get your spinalis and then you get your other part of your steak so that's more or less what I like to lean towards. Um, so the first chuck cut, you get a really big try heart. I usually try to go in about cut three or four to where that try heart is about, I don't know, a little bit bigger than a silver dollar. Um, and then it tapers to straight spinalis towards the I back of the okay. loin end. So um, I'm, I like try hearts. They cook a little on a little bit on the lower side. You don't have to take them up as high because they're not having to deal with so many f- um, fatty connective tissues. Um, they do have nice marbling and usually it's really tender at that point. So I feel like I get a better result from there versus a spinalis. But if you cook a spinalis really good, um, the, the texture usually hits, I'm saying 95% of the time, as long as you cook it to the proper temperature, but the try hard is a little bit more difficult, but you get great results if you execute it correctly gotcha yeah i'll have, yep. to, uh, have to look up some pictures of that so i can kind of get an idea of what yeah. you're talking about because uh yeah i had some rib steaks last night and i'm looking at them trying to see if i can figure out what uh what's yeah so yeah yeah so if you if you're looking at a ribeye steak usually you have that round spinalis with a fat strip that's kind of running in almost like a smiley face yeah, okay. that's 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 your spinalis in and then your tri heart state will almost have like a y shape with with that fatty so it'll okay. run around around medallion you'll be able to see it most of the time um with the local suppliers like i'll see at costco and everything like that you'll get one spinalis one try it's almost like the butchers know what they're doing right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of splitting those up and putting them in the package right, but right. or costco they take off the spinalis and make their their special i can't remember what they call it rib cat or uh steak caps okay I, something. they're yeah. ruining steaks for those cuts <laughs> but uh, but yeah so if you're just at the local grocery yeah. you'll be able to identify it just with the large smile or that y-shaped round okay. that circle medallion oh, for the try heart that's uh something to look for appreciate it man yeah yeah not a problem a little, a little tutorial at the end there so <laughs> anthony yeah. uh thanks so much for doing this anything else you want to mention throw out there before we uh, wrap it up no man just uh like i said just go to my instagram follow my store watch my journey and just have fun with life. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> be sure to check out the Pitmasters podcast. Uh, episodes come out what days generally? They, they drop every Thursday. On Thursdays. All right. Well, yep. it's, uh, it's a great listen. I look forward to it every week yep. and uh, having fun with it. So well, that's awesome. Anthony, thank you so much. Give thank my, you. Give my regards to Rusty. We'll, uh, we'll catch we'll up do. with him one of these days and uh, when he's sure not so can. busy. And, uh, right, when he quits cooking and being all professional (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome man thanks so much great uh, evening talk to you all right bye you are listening to canada's longest running barbecue podcast and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the barrel boss q a family-owned and operated small business in leduc county alberta 
and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit, and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at Barrel Boss Q, that's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A, to see the whole lineup and tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. Our Moose Knuckle Barbecue team competed in our first competition this past weekend, first of the year at least, the Small Town Smokedown in Bizano, Alberta. This was the first, uh, uh, try that again, this was a first year event, and 32 teams lit a fire this weekend. Congrats to the town of Bizano and to Barbecue on the Bow for putting on a great event. The whole town from the mayor on down got behind the competition and there was a great festival feel to everything going on. Unfortunately, the weather decided not to cooperate, and we were all cooking in the rain on Sunday. In the chicken category, Bazano's own getting sauced barbecue headed up by Jason Bass. Rab took top honors, followed by Prairie Smoke and Spice. Top spot and ribs went to Russell and the crew from You Need a Barbecue. Again, followed by Prairie Smoke and Spice. The pork category saw Arrowhead North on top with Rocky Mountain Smokers in second spot. Finally, in brisket, we saw a perfect 180 score from the smell team with BK Barbecue in second place. Once all the smoke cleared, Rob Reinhardt and the Prairie Smoke and Spice team took home the Grand Champion Award, followed by fellow Sasky team Arrowhead North with the RGC. Moose Knuckle Barbecue, we had some mixed results, but overall, very happy with the weekend. One of our teammates, Andrew, ended up in hospital last week and was not able to be there. So it was Chance and I heading up the cook along with Mike helping us out. We got a couple of calls with 8th place in ribs and 10th in pork. And we were about a point and a half out of a call with chicken with a 12th place finish. The judges didn't care much for our brisket this week, unfortunately. And a 30 place, 30th place in that meat led to a 20th place finish overall. It was a good time and a great experience for Chance and I to power through all four meats on our own. Next up for the team is the Columbia Valley Smoke Show in Invermere, B.C., June 24th to 26th. Registration for that competition closes on June the 13th. So if you're listening in and thinking about maybe getting in on this one, I encourage you not to wait any longer. Visit www.cvsmokeshow.ca for details and registration. Coming up on the show next week, I have a great conversation with an Edmonton butcher who is representing Canada at the World Butchers Challenge coming up in this fall in Sacramento, California. Lise Chatterton joins me on the show. Folks, I'm always looking for guest ideas on the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get on out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. 
Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.